live from the neighborhood. It's the Beer is Fundamental show with your hosts, Obeer Wan Kenobi and Lady T. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is the Beer is Fundamental show, and this is episode 123. Want to welcome you once again to the Nay Beer Hood, where craft beer is always the talk of the town. I am, of course, BT, aka Old Beer One Kenobi, the Jedi Knight of Craft Beer, and I am Lady T. Uh, Lady T. Oh, oh, y'all almost messed up there for a second. <laughs> Look, look. <laughs> I was looking up something. <laughs> <laughs> we are on social media, Instagram at Beers Fundamental, and the same with Facebook. You can contact us by phone also at 407-350-7909. Feel free to leave us a message if we're not, if we're not available. You can definitely check us out on the BeersFundamental.com website where you can get the best in craft beer news, craft beer specials, and other awesome things. Um I know, I know, uh, I've already gotten like five or six emails, like, where are you guys, uh, uh, where are you guys? And, um, cause we, you know, we hadn't posted in about a month. And I just, all my only thing I can say is just been life, you know, <laughs> life has really been getting in the way a little bit, but, uh, we are back and we're gonna, and I know I've said this before, we're gonna try to keep up. With how we're supposed to do it every couple of weeks. Cause I know you guys are out there missing us. And, uh, thank you for the love for everyone who sent, uh, DMs and Instagram and, and, uh, emails and Facebook messages and, and all that good stuff. And, and, you know, we just really love it and, and, and really appreciate it. Uh, tonight's beer is the Unleash the Beast by 903 Brewers out of Texas. It is an American Imperial Stout. Uh, the American Imperial Stout is the strongest in alcohol and body of stouts. It's technically, uh, pretty much black in color. Uh, they typically will have like a rich malty flavor and, uh, sweet malt characters. And, and the bitterness can come from the roasted malts and the hop additions. And, um, Lady T got some good friends coming over. And so, I wanted to do something that wasn't really huge. That's why the can looks a little smaller. <laughs> and plus, it's a stout. You know, we hadn't. Right, right. And didn't we get that from the Cranes? I think we did get them from, from the Cranes. Because Jen loves 903 Brewer. Yeah, I think we did get it from the Cranes. So, so shout out. Special, special. So shout out to the Cranes so, for this Unleash the yeah, Beast. Yeah, I think that's a mix of like three of their stouts there. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, wow. It's a blend of th- the. Three of their most popular stouts. Oh, wow. Then we're talking about something there. Yeah, because they have some really good stouts. Oh, there. yeah, yeah. yeah. 903, 903 gets busy. Yeah, 903 gets busy. Here you are, Lady T. Okay, and this has aged with blueberry and coffee. Oh. So there Ooh. you go. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. That smells good. Mm. Great aroma. Mm. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, that's tasty. 903. Hey, okay, the blueberries are definitely there. And that rich chocolate taste that you're gonna get from most stouts. Yeah. Is 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 there. Dark chocolate. So again, shouts out to um That is tasty. 
903 for Unleash the Beast. So they got a good drinks that, that we have so we can get into our topics for tonight. You know, our topics for tonight's show is uh, we're going to talk about, since we own stouts, the different types of stouts. And we're also going to give you uh, the highlights of this year's Kissimmee Brewdown. We're also going to mention some other things about um, some of the other beer festivals that's out there. And uh, we're going to talk about some things that's not beer. Um, let, let's start off with one. Um, since it's been a while, since it's been about a month since since we really talked, um, our Crimson Tide took an L in the college football playoffs. Uh, and then we got some larger news right after that. Uh, the greatest college football coach the goat. In, in history, the GOAT, uh, Nick Saban, did decide to retire and and uh you would have thought uh the entire state of alabama was going to melt away uh it, it, it really so you know if you it, honestly if you're a true bama fan you sort of felt it was coming i i knew it was coming i felt it was coming when i saw it i was like oh that's somebody just putting that out there but i felt it from the beginning you felt i, it was I felt it from the beginning of the year that it was coming because it was just something different. It's something totally different. Yeah, it was something different about his vibe. It. Was he was he was calm, right? And then he got a little angry in the middle because I think Miss Terry gave him permission to go ahead and chew some butt, right? But I still, I it's like something just was. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think he. Yeah, he he. Don't I don't want him to have a stroke on the sideline, right? And and so, so you, I was okay. I I was heartbroken, but I'm like, but. It's Seventeen time. years. Seventeen years. You know, I was more heartbroken because now we're about to go into this. I don't think it's going to be as bad. You know, okay, we, we're going. We're, we're definitely going to have to lower our expectations. And you know, where I think we're really going to get criticized, but because you know, you got these people who aren't who like football but don't study football. Um, we have. And this has been ranked through ESPN, Bleacher Report, everyone you think of, Athlon Sports. We have the toughest schedule next year by far. I mean, we're going to near, we're going to be playing possibly five to six ranked teams. Right. So we got, I mean, we got some powerhouses that we got to go through, and because because of that, if we go eight and four or uh you know or even nine and three people are going to be like ah oh, see especially if we go 75 people are oh, see that they're dead but again that schedule is difficult and so you're coming in with a new coach new staff many of our players uh hit the transfer portal but i don't think we're going to be as bad as uh, people think, even the games that we may lose are going to be very, very right. close. And we we do have a tough schedule, and I think too. I th- I think we still have the players. I think you know it's just going to take some time for them to 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 learn the players and and make the plays according to players. And I sh- and I hate that some of the the our players hit the transfer. You know the transfer portals. You know. So in you know early, right? But guess what? 
we got some great players from the transfer. We still Bama. We still got. We got some great players from the transfer portal. So it it's all good. It, it, it's, you got it all, yeah. And what it is is that oh they figure okay new coach I'm gonna go somewhere. What if you still don't get? What if you don't get that playing time that you were getting? Right. And and you about to excel in, and you not probably won't get it. Where you think you're going? I see. We still Bama. Our backups are still better. Than seventy five percent of the other teams. So you know, uh, uh, starting lineup. So so th- that's why I'm telling people don't panic, right? Uh, because Caleb Downs left. Will that hurt? Yes, but okay, we got somebody else. But trust me, we have players. So it's not like it's not. And again, also remember, Washington made it all the way to the championship and. Their top wide receiver is coming. Their top DB is coming. Their top OL is coming. I mean, so so we're replacing, you know, the ones who are leaving. There's a reason some of them left because they knew that some of the people that was going to be coming in. So you so so again, we're going to be, I predict us being actually nine and three. Because, um, but at worst, eight and four, um, and that's and 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 if we're being honest, that would be a better record than Nick Saban's first year, right? So, so I don't. So the cupboard's not bare. The world's not going to end. Right. And what, like we're going said, to when, be when all Saban right. Saban came and guess what? We had to start all. We had over to start again. all over again. So, so we're going to be all right. Yeah, we're going to be just fine. I mean. It's not gonna change yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, because I think I think the boy is, you know the true Bama fans. fans we're gonna be Bama fans. You gonna you gonna be the ride or die. You know, trust me. Win or lose. Trust me. We went through the Dennis Franchione, the oh. Mike Shula days, the okay, uh the the Ray Perkins, the the <laughs> trust me, we been there since Bear Bryant, okay? So no one can question our Bama lawyer. Right, okay? right. So that it is what it is. We 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 more harder on our on our own team than anybody else. Than anybody else. So so, so we so so, so all trust those, me. Those bandwagon fans trust don't jump me. on off now. Oh, you can jump on off. That's right. So trust me. <laughs> uh we've been there. Okay, we will be back with more beers fundamental show right after this commercial break. We'll be right back with more Beer is Fundamental podcast. They're the artisanal Brooklyn company that's conquered the coffee landscape, becoming one of Amazon's most sold coffee brands and leaving the giant corporate brands in their wake. Stone Street Coffee Company has been roasting artisanal coffee with an unparalleled approach to freshness since 1999, and they've been doing it right over the Brooklyn Bridge. The fine art of handcrafted coffee is something Stone Street takes pride in, and it's been key to their success as one of the most sold coffee brands and most sold cold brew coffee brand on Amazon. 
With ethical and intimate sourcing relationships, Stone Street works with the best coffee farms and growing regions out there. Perfecting the roasting process over many years, they've expertly developed each coffee's unique characteristics and full flavor profile. See for yourself why Stone Street has taken over as America's preferred coffee brand at StoneStreetCoffee.com and shipping nationwide on Amazon. Get fresh craft beers delivered straight to your door via a beer drop. Beer drop is a monthly craft beer subscription program built just for you. Fresh beer matched to your taste with the flexibility to modify, skip, or cancel at any time. You can get great craft beer from only the highest rated breweries with a new brewery added every month. Shipping is only $5 regardless of how many beers you select. Take control of your beer experience with Beer Drop. Check them out at beerisfundamental.com. And now, here's your host, BT and the Beer Searchers. We are back with the Beers Fundamental Show. Again, this is BT, a.k.a. Old Beer One Kenobi, and, of course, Lady T, sitting on my right-hand side. We chose a stout for tonight's uh, beer for this show, and uh, we don't drink stouts as much as we used to, uh, but it's still a great style of beer. Um, stouts, if you're not familiar with it, stouts are those very dark beers. Most of you uh, may be familiar with uh, Guinness or something like that. But trust me, there's many, 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 many stouts out there, but they all sort of still in America still sort of fall in this, these same types of styles. And they are, uh, fermented at warm temperatures and, and they can vary in strength. Um, uh, the name stout comes from the term stout porter, uh, which is describing a bolder, more popular porter style during the 17th century. Stouts are considered to have, as I mentioned before, strong roasted flavors. They're definitely stronger flavors than porters. Uh, but I like a good porter also. But uh, it can vary in uh, character from dry, smooth, and sweet, or even strong and bitter, depending on the type of stout that you have. Um, the American stout beer is perhaps one of the most identifiable ones uh in, in America, definitely, of course. I mean, it's in, it's in the name. Uh, it's you can you can pretty much tell an American stout beer uh, by its flavor. I mean, in my opinion, uh, and it's also a little bit more thicker than it's going to be definitely thicker than your Guinness. All right, definitely. Um, which is which is what most people are, are used to, because for those of us who are craft beer lovers, a Guinness. It's a stout, but it's still a light stout. Yeah, and it's dry. Right, and it's drier. It's like a dry Irish stout. Right, right. So right. you get a m more bitter right. than just a, than your American stouts. They're a little more on the sweeter side. Right. Now, you also have what we, what they call an oatmeal stout, which is sort of what, um, when we started 
really drinking stouts and learning to drink stouts is what we sort of uh, used first, which was the oatmeal stout. This is, uh, you know, you get it's dark brown. It's, it's more dark brown than black color. Mm-hmm. And it has more of a caramel-like and chocolate-like taste. And um, you have, some of it can be almost coffee-flavored. Like an oatmeal breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah like a, a good, like an oatmeal breakfast stout is, is, yeah. is great. Um, and they're low to sort of medium alcohol, um, but it's always a good, um, good choice when it comes down to stout. Now, um, Lady T mentioned an oatmeal, uh, breakfast stout. And a lot of that is when you get what's called a sweet stout or a cream stout or what we usually call a milk stout. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, um, it's black in color. Uh, but there's a lot of sweetness in it, you know, not overly sweet. So when I say sweet, I don't want you to think about uh, slushy beer sweet. Um, it's, it's, it's still you still have your bitterness with it, but it's still but it's, it's, it's there's more chocolate and a little bit more caramel in the flavor and the aroma, especially in the aroma. And it has that uh, because it's made with milk sugar or lactose. For, for you scientists out there uh, it gives it more of a more body to it so um, you have to be careful with a milk stout especially of course if you're lactose intolerant and the thing with a milk stout if you're lactose intolerant you're going to know it We're go- everyone's going to know it within the first few sips because you're running to the restroom I mean that's how because of the way the lactose is done in those types of stout now some people um, like the Irish stout, which is a dry stout. Okay, and of course, it's uh, it has a dry roasted character. You know, it, the the bitterness is uh, medium to medium high, and some of them is, in my opinion, are, are, are the bitterness is very high. And so, these are, are the ones that um, those real stout lovers will really grab. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not crazy about an Irish stout um, but but it's still a good good beer but, I, mean, I like Irish stouts I mean you do yeah I'm, I didn't used to because I used to drink more of a milk stout um, because you know when you first start drinking beer that was because I like coffee and I love chocolate right so that's what I'm more lean to but getting away from all the sweetness and heaviness the the Irish style I like more now, right? Because hmm. is is my taste bud changed? Okay, I mean, so I can I like it more now than drinking all the sweet. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, you know, hey, see that? But, but everyone's you know everyone's <laughs> palate is different, and it and, changes, and, how, and, it, and it changes. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. But I still I will still drink you know uh, a milk stout or you know, but now I. I mean, I don't drink stouts as much anyway, anyway no, I don't anymore, anyway. But it's going to be cold this weekend. I, right. I have to work. I wish I could drink one. Drink a good stout. I work in the cold. Right. But anyway, yeah, I think it, it's so hot here. So it's like right. you're trying to drink something that's not as heavy anymore. And drinking stouts in the summer or when it's warm. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and there's people who love it. Like it, it they, 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 they would drink them. 
But I, I we just can't. I, me, Lady T and not I anymore. Can't, can't seem to just do that anymore. So yeah, so it's, it's it is what it is. With you that. have a taste of it, but not a full not a pint. full pint. No, no, not at all. Now uh, we had a chance to go to the annual Kissimmee Brew Down, the 2024 Brew Down, and for those of you who are not familiar with it, um, it's the. Can I actually say that it's the only sort of beer festival in Osceola County? Or would that Is be that a even a festival? Yeah, that's true. It's not a festival. Is that a festival? Well, well, you know what? Um, we we we're based in Kissimmee, St. Cloud. Um, so no, so, so it's not because they do that one in St. Cloud, the one they have downtown St. Cloud Home Brewers, t- which is. The homebrew they do now. Oh, the little homebrew thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a yeah. lot more. There's a lot more people, but yeah. But but anyway, this one has has gone a little bit longer than that one, and it's put on by our good friend John at Venice Vinos, and uh, basically it's he gets some of the premier homebrewers from around the uh, Osceola County area, and they create. A beer and it just pretty much, uh, let people come through, taste it and vote on it. And, and whoever wins gets a, uh, the brew down trophy and get the, all of the bragging rights for at least a year. And, you know, what I can always say is this, um, there's always going to be some good interest. Um, but this year and, and, and maybe it was just me. And even though the, the, there were only what about nine, eight entries, nine entries, uh, which is a lot lower than usual. Um, I can't say it was a bad beer out there. Me personally, no, there was some good beer. Yeah, it, been stepped their game up. This 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 was the one I think was the most difficult for everyone. Yeah. Um, because it was usually you you know who you know your your winner. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, and you know, you know, Lady T and I, we gonna, you know, we always honest. We don't, we don't hide Jack. Right, you um, know, you're a winner, but you know, you had, like, you have some people who, who in Osceola County, who are true home brewers. I mean, they, they, they hit it, knock it out of the park every single time they brew something. So whenever you see their name, you almost know that you're fighting for second place, <laughs> or third place, or no place. I mean, you know. So, um, so you, you almost, and we love these people to death. You almost hate to compete against them because you know, you're going to lose. Right. Um, but, um, everyone I think had some great offerings and, and I, I think it was, it was absolutely tremendous. Um, but here, you know, this is, this is what you had. You have, you have the brewer's choice where the uh, home brewers can choose who they like one, two, and three. And then you have John's votes, one, two, and three. And then you have the community, the beer community, everyone else, they're one, two, and three. And so uh, this year, John's votes was um, Bob and Joe Weeder, the trans, the uh, transporter Baltic Porter. Now, Bob Weeder is that one of those individuals that he he doesn't make bad beer. I mean, he, he just doesn't. Never. And he he he's one of those home brewers that's like Lou Pete can take uh can take a fingernail and make a beer out of it. <laughs> and you know, I mean, no matter what he puts in it, it's going to go. I mean, he made one time with like with basil or some yeah. 
that was just like I was like, ooh, that's going to be disgusting. That was, and it was off the chain. And so, it, so he he doesn't miss. And uh, so uh, number two was John Sather's uh, Dark Candy Ale. Uh, it was a single single blonde, and that was good. And his third was Dave Snow's Pale uh, Imitation uh, Pale Ale. Um, that was one of my favorites. Yes, yes. Um, the Brewers' choice, the winner was uh, our good friend Johnny Jen Cranes, who gave us this nine hundred three. Johnny Jen Cranes Taco Tuesday Jalapeno Amber Ale. That was hella good because you know you think jalapeno and you automatically think right. heat. Um, no flavor, heat. But for some somehow, he got all the flavor. He was the able to n- take all the heat out and leave nothing but the jalapeno flavor. I was like, and it was just heat. yeah. You 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 you're drinking it and you you're thinking, okay, here comes the heat, here comes the heat, and yeah. it never comes. Yeah, he said it's a hint in the back, but I didn't get it. But the flavor, I mean, all I needed was some nachos, some ground beef, and cheese, and I was good. I was like, wow. Yeah, it was it was phenomenal. It was like man, you, got you that know, much jalapeno but no heat. With no heat. I mean, and what again? What I like love about it was you would you would drink it, and your mind was saying, "Okay, here comes the heat," but it never comes. And so that was awesome. Uh, Brewers' choice second place, of course, was Bob and Joe Weeders Transporter Baltic Porter, and third was Dave Snow's Pale Imitation Pale Ale. The community vote, and this is where who when you get the trophy. Uh, the winner was, as we sort of expected, was going to be Bob and Joy's uh, transport of Baltic Porter. It was, it was a, it was very special. It was very special. It was, you know, you you expect that little chocolateness, but it it was a, just a hint of sweetness, and the chocolateness was there. It was light. It was one of those ones that you that was almost. Lighter than what a porter it could. Like a little tangy. I don't know. Right, and it had a little twang, twang at the yeah, end. It was just like, what in the yeah, world? Yeah, you was like, I mean, as soon you, you know, I thought Crane may have. Yeah, I said, okay, it's not going to make a straightforward beer. Yeah, going to put something there that's like, you're like, okay, what is that? Yeah, and I but thought Crane them a, had it. Is a good what is that? Right, this was the one. Yeah, I thought Crane. I said, okay, Crane got a good chance until I tasted. It, I was like, damn. Bob did it again. But then he also made that milk chocolate stout. That was number two. That milk chocolate, that, that milk money chocolate stout yeah. was a milk stout that tasted just like a candy bar. It, it was it was really good. It was delicious. I, I, I'm talking to him to putting some heat in that. Right. And, and you know, I think, I think everyone loved it. And... They were like, okay, if you put a little, just a tad bit of heat in this, man. It wasn't my suggestion. Well, I think you, I think you suggested it, but other people were talking. You, you were the only one that suggested to him. I think other people were talking about it, but I think it was good. And the other person, uh, number three was Mike Connolly's uh, Tarragon Wheat Beer. Tarragon Wheat, yeah. Which was, was, which was a good beer also. Now, my vote, um, was for um my vote and here's how and here's how it works um because i only got two votes the way it works and you can't knock john for this because of course he got to make his money off of it the way it works is each tier comes with a different price so your five dollar 
card, you get like one vote. You get yeah, you can choose one. It count for so many points. Points, right, right. Okay, and then your fifteen dollar card, you get so many points. You can pick a your first and second, and each one is worth so many. So points. many points, right? And your twenty five dollar card, same thing. You can pick. So the more first, money second, you third. pretty much you right. can more money you spend, the more, the more points, points you, you get. Can, okay, you can, right. So Lady T and I, we decided we were going to just going to do the fifteen dollar card each. And so my vote for number one was Dave Snow's Pale Imitation, Pale Ale. That was super clean for a Pale Ale. That was my I'm, number one, too. That, 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 I mean, it was... Because the, it was like, man, it was like crisp and just clean drinking Pale Ale. Right. It was so good. Right. And, so, and for those of you who may not be familiar with a Pale Ale, a Pale Ale, you know... It's, it's a step under a, an IPA, which, of course, is an India pale ale. It's not going to carry the hop flavor as it usually is not as, really as, as IPA. Um, you get I, some hop. You get but, some hop. But it's not it's a, like a, if you're drinking like a regular, it's a mild hop. Right. So you got that hop without overpowering anything, and then it's just a clean finish. But, that, but it's seldom... It's seldom clean like that. that he made it to where he made it to where you would have thought it was a pilsner, except you can you knew the hops were there. I mean, so it was. He did an awesome job on that. Uh, uh, my number two, of course, was the uh, um, demented teacher brewing taco, taco tutu. and demented teacher is uh, John uh, John and Jen's brewery name. Um, but that uh, Taco Tuesday Jalapeno Amber Ale was was really something special. So uh, th- that was my one or two. What, what was yours, Lady T? Well, my one was the Pale Ale. Mm-hmm. My number two was the the Milk Chocolate Stout. Ah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I yeah I went back several times for both. So right, it it was it was. It was absolutely awesome. So, uh, shouts out to, to Vintage Vinos and the Kissimmee Brew Down. We're looking forward to next year. It's always a good thing to look forward to. Now, speaking of festivals, again, one of our favorite beer festivals of the year, the Barrel and Flow Festival, which is named the number one beer festival in the country by USA Today and um, also by 10 Best, uh, is coming up always in August. Uh, so, if you can make it, it's Saturday, August 10th. Make sure you put that on the calendar if you can get out there. Um, to Pittsburgh. To Pitt- It's in Pittsburgh, but uh, um, no knock to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a I great love city, man. No, I'm just saying because you were saying, I'm yeah. like, make sure you say yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Don't, come, don't fly down here looking for the Baron Flo Festival. <laughs> okay. um, but it's in Pittsburgh. Oh, no, I, I love Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh, people are really nice. Yeah. Every time we've been, it's been beautiful weather. Beautiful weather. Yeah. Uh, uh, now we're going to jinx ourselves this year. But, it's okay. But, if but, I have... But it's it, yeah, absolutely. But it is a great festival. It's you know, I hundred percent honest. It's a it's a it's a it's geared to black people. Um and to us it's it always feels like a family reunion because you get out there. I've heard you know, you've heard us mention that before. It, it uh we get out there and you run into so many people and people are just treating you so well and you're laughing and joking, you're drinking beer, you're eating, you you just 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 enjoying yourself. Uh, now, 
Um, Dave Bracey is one of the key individuals who puts it on. He wanted to make sure that we let our listeners know that applications are open for vendors, brewers, col- uh, collaborators, speakers, sponsors, um, and the links are up. So if you go to barrelandflow.com, you can get the links for the applications. The early bird tickets will go on sale February 1st. So jump on those to, uh, to purchase the early bird ticket prices to keep the event accessible and affordable to uh, lower income households. So, you know, that's Dave's thing. He wants everyone to come out and enjoy themselves. Um, the early bird entry fee is nearly half the cost of the festival tickets for a similar value. So, so go out and grab those. Um, and if you're interested in the pay on how it works, we're going to post that online on our uh, website. Uh, the pay for bands is a thousand dollars. Duets is going to be 500 DJs. You paying $500. Uh, those speakers who you know craft beer speakers, they're $500 breweries, you know, who come and put, want to put up their stands. That's $300. Um, live exhibitions where they have some great live exhibitions. It's a hundred dollars an hour. And if you want to work it, staff is $25 an hour. So just put in those applications. Now, if you want to sell some food, he's only charging two fifty. And you gonna, you gonna make that, <laughs> you gonna make that back. And I'm, I'm not lying, Lady T tell you, you gonna make that 250 back in 15 minutes, champ. Let me tell you. Cause folks eating out there like, you know how we get, when we get to drinking, we get to eating. Yeah. So 250 is, is, is and anything. And come out there ready to eat. Trust me, before they even start drinking, they're in the barbecue line. They're in the, the soul food oh, line, in that Jamaican line. That, look, God, that was so, so, it, so 250 is nothing. You're going to make that in 15, 20 minutes. Go get a hot dog cart. You say, yeah, you're going to make that. Um, non food products, you know, non food stuff like that. He's only charging 125. You're going to make that back quick. Um, and get, and guess what? If you're a non profit, it's free. So, um, hit them up, go to their website and, um, Make sure you're looking for the Baron and Flow Festival. I promise you, you're going to have a fantastic time. Now, um, the talk of the universe lately uh, has been uh, the Cat Williams interview on Shanna Sharp's club, Shay Shay Show. Um, you know, I'm, I'll be honest, you know, again, I, I'm, you know me, old beer is always straightforward. I've never been a huge Cat Williams fan. I respect the dude. I respect what he. I respect what he does. Um, I've just never been a huge fan of his. But he was airing people out, and, and and you know, it is what it is. I mean, for the first thing you had, you know, people people getting you know on his team, and then some people were going against him. And my thing was. The people he spoke on were people who went on uh, Club Shay Shay before him and were talking about him. So he just pretty much came back and, and you know, aired them out and, and, and threw some facts in there uh, about some things. And um, I believe most of the things that he said, you know, um, now... Some of the stuff he was saying was cap, and 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 some of that stuff that was cap, I could say it was cap from a personal standpoint. 
because some a couple of things he mentioned um i was there so i know that he wasn't telling 100 percent truth on some of that like for instance um I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna stand up for the homie Ricky Smiley. I'm you know I'm gonna have to stand up for him. And he was and I think Cat Williams where he was wrong with Ricky Smiley. Now again, I'm not defending the fact that uh Ricky Smiley said that he was supposed to be the pimp in Friday after next and Cat Williams was supposed to be in the Santa Claus. I believe that because Ice Cube even came out and straightened that out. And I believe that Cat Williams was always going to be the pimp, and Ricky Smiley was going to be the, the the Santa Claus. Ricky Smiley can't play no pimp anyway. That's just not in his repertoire. But uh, where I think he was wrong was when he was saying that Ricky Smiley, that Bernice Jenkins character, always wore a dress, and I was like, no, that's that's untrue. Now. As far as Cat Williams saying that he has it in his contract that anytime he worked with Ricky Smiley, Ricky Smiley got to be in a dress. I don't know if that's true, but but uh, but I can tell you for a fact that the Bernice Jenkins thing, he wasn't always wearing no no dress. And how do I know that? Because I had some people I was online, people asking me how I know that. I said, well, here it is. Ricky Smiley, we were uh, we, we were from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Okay, uh, and it's only about fifty miles from where Ricky Smiley grew up. When Ricky Smiley was on the ninety-five point three in Birmingham, he was doing prank calls with Bernice Jenkins. So, so, and they were hilarious. You can go and look them up. You record them. It was hilarious. Uh, um, now he was doing prank calls. Bernice Jenkins was never a character per se visually, so he wasn't wearing a dress. Okay, also. When we were in Mississippi, uh, me and a couple other friends used to uh, sponsor comedy shows. I still got the flyers, uh, pictures of the flyers. Ricky Smiley came and did eight straight shows for us. And he never once, and this was in 98, 99. He never once did the Bernice Jenkins thing in any of those shows. So if it's if that's a big part of his repertoire, you think he would have done eight shows and not did Bernie Jenkins once? No, he was doing it on the radio for prank calls. Now, he did wear the dress as Bernie Jenkins in that movie uh First Sunday something something about a church, a comedy show about a church. Now he did that and of course he did I think he wore it two or three times on BET Comic View but he was he didn't it didn't start off like that. So that's why I think Cat Williams was wrong. Uh um the other place I think I know Cat Williams was wrong is when he was talking about when uh he was 14 and and tried to join the Marines and uh they was going to send him to boot camp and I, that's a lie. Number 1 I'm prior military. They're not even going to talk to you about going to MIPS or anything without giving a fucking birth certificate. So anybody who believed that, you're stupid. And I, that's, that's just old beer calling you stupid. Nobody's going to take... And the dude's like 5'2 or something. Okay? So if you really thought the Marines going to take... I mean, let's be honest. 
It's not, it wasn't gonna happen. So that was cap. Um, being able to read um, three thousand books in a year—that's cap. Uh, now I'm not arguing that he was uh, that he that Mens- that the Mensa Institute uh, probably approached him because his IQ is supposed to be way up there. So I'm not arguing that it probably is. But he ain't reading that many doggone books in a year. Three. Maybe they were small. Maybe they were pamphlets, but not books. I mean, come on. I'm an educator. I can tell you, you're not reading that. Even speed reading, you couldn't do that. So uh, that was Cap. Um, I think the other thing that I know was Cap was when he was talking about the Nation of Islam. Uh, especially now, now um, the Nation of Islam, Minister Louis Farrakhan, probably has much love for Cat Williams now. But I can tell you in 1990s, in the night in 1990, the Nation of Islam in California, he remember he was saying he was in Oakland. In California was not messing around with anybody who had a perm. They were not dealing with you. I'm t- I, this I know because again, I was in California at that time. Every person I knew that I hung around was either the Nation of Islam or Five Percenters. I was the only Christian in the group. And I can tell you, when we met Ice-T, who had a perm, at Horton Plaza, he had a show to do. The Nation of Islam, the FOI, wouldn't even do security for his show because his hair was conked. I'm telling you what I know. Because one of the guys I hung with was a student minister. So it's, and those kid cats that was from the Nation of Islam, FOI was from Oakland. So there's no way he was in Oakland with a perm hanging with nobody from the NOI. I'm just telling you from my experience. So that was capped too. So it, so again, I'm not arguing that most of the stuff he said about the entertainers, because you can look, you can, you can look it up. I mean, he was right by Steve Harvey, his, his show. Steve Harvey stole that show from Mark Curry. Absolutely. Steve Harvey was wearing a wig when he had that uh that nice fade. That was a wig. He was he's right. That was a wig. But you can't really blame Steve Harvey for that. You can blame us. Cause we were watching them too. And we should have said to ourselves, how is it we just saw this man on the Apollo with a fade and he's balding in the middle? And then he goes on his TV show and his hair is jet black with the nicest fade you can ever think of. That should have been on us too. Say some that got to be some type of wig. So, and I, I'm not not not. Of course, Cedric the Entertainer stole his a lot of his, some of his skits. Yeah, you can see it. Cat Williams did the the the, the uh, Cadillac skit first. Cedric stole it. Right. Now, the other thing I think, this is the last thing I'm going to say about it that I think was capped was the Ludacris thing. Uh, that he and Ludacris went to an Illuminati party and uh, both of them got the same offer that they could make $200 million, but they got to cut their hair. Number one, people, there are no black people in the Illuminati. 
Okay. If you think there's any black people in the Illuminati, O'Berry again is calling you stupid. Because then you, you, you're not even reading. You're just listening. I doubt there's many Americans in the Illuminati if you really know about them. But hey, if you read about them, uh, so, but I, there's definitely no black people in the Illuminati. And I doubt the Illuminati would care, uh, which one would, would actually be talking about. Here's the agenda. How are we going to steal the oil out of the Middle East? How are we going to make more money off the NASDAQ? And which one of these Negroes we going to have cut their hair? The one with the afro or the one with the perm? I promise you that's not on the, the agenda. So I, that was capped too. But it was for good um, TV. It was for good YouTube. Shouts out to Shannon Sharp, you know. That to me, that was a big F you to Skip Bayless because ever since Shannon Sharp left uh, Skip Bayless, Shannon Sharp has been shining. I mean, think about it. The man's all, all that one interview is almost up to 60 million views. Wow. Well, I guess one of those views not me because I hadn't seen Oh, Lady T don't get into stuff like that. Lady T does not get into stuff like that for real. You know, a lot of drama I'm out of it. Right. Uh, Lady T does not get into stuff like that. But I, I thought, but you know, I, I think, you know, it was good promotion because of course cat williams is on a hundred city tour now so it was great promotion i think his actor was good for even the ones he was hitting up on because now they're back on the, in the highlights um but i know but, but but i think my my thing whole thing is we got to start actually listening and not just hearing or what people are saying. Because now people are jumping on Dave Chappelle because of what he said about Cat Williams. And it's not even, he didn't even say anything negative. He said something that was truthful. The stuff they said about Cat Williams initially hurt Cat Williams. And what does hurt, hurt, what do hurt people do? Hurt people hurt other people. So that's not false. That's, that's true. So I think, again, shouts out to Cat Williams. Um, He's going to make big time money now because at his shows because of this. And, uh, you know, another thing, one thing I do like, I love about Cat Williams is his huge support for black people and, and the way he helps others. You cannot question him on that. Uh, I've heard personal stories about from people who have he has helped and just given money to just just to give it to him. So shouts out to him for that. But remember. He's still a comedian, and a lot of stuff he's going. Some of the stuff he's going to say, even when it's truthful, is going to be capped. We'll be right back with more beers from the middle show after this commercial break. We'll be right back with more beer is fundamental podcast. Ticket Network is an online marketplace that provides an outlet for buyers and sellers of tickets to live entertainment events. Ticket Network's online marketplace connects you to a huge selection of concerts, sporting events, and theater event tickets as well as gift cards. All tickets sold on TicketNetwork.com are guaranteed to be authentic and valid for access to the applicable event. 
They are always providing promotions where you can save top dollar when you get your tickets from TicketNetwork.com. You can't go wrong with Ticket Network. What's going on, everyone? I know if you're listening to us, you love craft beer, but you may not have access to a huge variety of craft beer in your area. Well, that's no issue. Let the Original Craft Beer Club solve that problem for you. The Original Craft Beer Club searches out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then delivers the monthly beer club selections directly to your door. Each shipment includes 12 beers from among the best microbreweries in America, many of which have earned top awards for their signature brews. Their microbrew newsletter accompanies each shipment so you can learn more about the featured craft brewery and the brewmasters. Go to the Beer is Fundamental website and click on the original Craft Beer Club logo for more details. There is great craft beer out there, and all you have to do is let the original Craft Beer Club get it to you. Cheers! And now, here's your host, BT and the Beer Searchers. Yes, yes, it is the Beer Is Fundamental Show, and we are back. Lady T, Lady T, what season is up on us now? What do you mean? What season? Come on! What do we? What, what are we preparing to do this next about three weeks? Oh, Mardi Gras! Mardi Gras season. <laughs> I'm is, thinking of sports. I'm I'm like, no, no, no. Once football is is over, yeah, I'm like, we already she, she goes into hibernation when it comes down to sports. Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, Mardi Gras Mardi season, Gras season. Is yes. up on us, man. Let me tell you. Uh, we are huge Mardi Gras fans. Um, we go and participate in Mardi Gras every single year. Um, we are definitely going to do a show before we go to the Mardi Gras parades. Um, uh, we'll be going to the one of the Mardi Gras balls. Um, this time next week. This time next week, we should be in the air. Right. Um, uh, headed, headed to, uh, our, our spot so we can hit, hit up the Mardi Gras ball, which is always a blast. Shouts out to Crew Unique. Uh, we always go to their ball. Uh, but, um, and then a couple of weeks after that, we'll be, uh, hitting up some of the parades. And so, um, Lady T and I, we, we got to make sure we got the right amount of beads to throw out because we are, we used to get ride in the Ocean Springs um, Crew Unique uh, Parade, one of their float. So um, for folk people who are not familiar with how Mardi Gras works, when you throw those beads and stuff that's being thrown out, they're not free. The people <laughs> on the float have actually purchased those beads and other gadgets. Right. And you spend you spend hundreds and thousands of dollars just to throw just stuff to, out to strangers. To <laughs> um, and, and you have a good time doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like um, you throw about five hundred dollars away. That's basically what you're doing. But just to see people smile and it's it's fun. And it's, just have a good time. You ride and having a good time. Everybody having a good time. Yeah. And then you have the you know you have the throw bees. You have special bees. bees. You have special other things you throw out the like toys toys for the kids and um swords and and 
umbrellas and anything. Footballs. Footballs. And, you know, and the kids are in even adults, you know, it's like, it's fun. So you, you have the regular things and you also spend a little extra. Yeah. For special things. Right, right. Like, you see the ones with those huge beads. Those things are expensive. Expensive, man. Yeah. And so, you know, you always have that one or two that, you know, people try to get people to do things for. Right, right. And it's like, you know, it's always that connection you make with one person. Right. And you give it to them. Right, right. So, and it's usually some parent got a kid on their shoulder. <laughs> all my all my special beads go to the, go to kids. I'm just telling you right now. And, it, and like you said, it's, that parent put that kid on your shoulder and they come over there to the float and, and you, you just, just melt and you give them that dog on like, special beads. This is for you. Yeah, so so that that's that's the strategy. If you really want special beads, grab you a kid and come up there with them because you're gonna get you're gonna and, get and the you, special. Yeah, beads. and so last year they kind of you know they had barriers in right. certain, so it was kind of hard to to get those bees, but they found ways right. to get around and to, to get that kid right up to that, that float. And, right. And there you go. They take right. all the good stuff. And the interesting thing this year is uh, at the same time as the Super Bowl on that Sunday. So how are we going to work it that? Was, it was Sunday? last year, too. We were there Super Bowl Sunday. We were? Yeah, we were. But where did we watch the Super Bowl? At Queen's house. You remember she had a party? The Super Bowl party. Well, you know, I'm going to be honest. And that was I, after we came from um, past Christian. Ah, uh, that's we had you're a, right. You're right. You're yeah, right. You're we right. still had a party. You're right. You're, I had to be honest. I'm drunk from the time I get off the plane to the time I get back on the plane. <laughs> so, so um, you know, it, th- it, th- it, that's. You have to get your liver in shape, I'll tell you. Oh, that. yeah, yeah. This When you go out there, you, you want, you, you, you really can't drink for like a. Two weeks because you got to be ready because it's, it's parade after party right. and and then non-talk and you know you out there all day hey, drinking, drinking and, and eating and watching parades and going to, i got a bunch of good stuff last time from non-talk and then i watched some good activity on the floats because somebody was so drunk they they kept falling over <laughs> <laughs> I, it look, was so funny I'm, it, I, I just i'm honest man it was, I'm, it was I'm, like that was hilarious. I'm, look, I, I'm wild from the, from the I'm like, time I was I trying to get this, this this bees he had. I wanted them bad, but he couldn't even stand up long enough to even give it to me. <laughs> I'm look, I'm told out. I mean, I'm so, I'm I'm, I'm so good. Everybody's having a good time, and you know, I'm good. It's, we having a, we having a blast. I'm good. I mean, because when, when we even when we fly into New Orleans. We hit this daiquiri spot in Slidell. Oh yeah, that and I First always spot. get the banana something daiquiri, banana rama or something daiquiri, and it tastes just like a banana now later. And and it when I say they it's liquor in there, it's in there. And you have a drive through. And yeah, it's it's in there. And it's too. like so they like you know give you a thing and it's like you know you know you can't drink it while you're driving. Okay. Sure. No, I'm not th- even driving. So yeah, sure. <laughs> what they tell you is they tell you what they tell you is don't put the straw in there until you pull off. Right. Once you pull off, you can put the straw in and start drinking. But you can't put the straw in the cup while you're in the parking lot. Now the moment you which is sort of crazy. I th- if you want somebody to drink, you think you want them in the parking lot. <laughs> but the once you once you start driving, aha, 
You can put the straw in and start drinking. And the cop's right there. And he's watching to make sure so you that you don't drink in the parking lot. So you just wait. So you just wait till you get to the, in the street and then you're good to drink. And the go figure. Mean, it's, it's not like they have daiquiri shops all everywhere. All, yeah, go figure. But uh, th- but again, th- we're looking forward to that as usual. And, and so we're going to try to do a show beforehand. Uh, well, we know we're going to do a show beforehand. So. Uh, we want to thank everyone for stopping by the neighborhood once again. We want to thank our usual supporters, the Commission Beer Chamber, uh, Half Barrel Beer Project, Tactical Brewing, A La Carte, uh, GB Baller Shop, Orlando L Line, and the Crackham App, Bone Sack, um, and of course my man John at Venice Vino. So make sure that you support them if you are in such, in the Central Florida area. Make sure that you drink respons- responsibly. Uh, this is the Beer Fundamental Show. Until next time, cheers. You've been listening to the Beer is Fundamental podcast with your hosts, BT and the Beer Searchers. So it's that time of year when everyone is trying to find cheap flights around the country and even the world. I know we do here at Beers Fundamental. Well, why pay full price on your next flight when you can take advantage of cheap flights on Cheapo Air? They offer unbelievable savings on flights worldwide. So whether you're looking for a weekend getaway or a once-in-a-lifetime trip around the globe, Cheapo Air can get you there for less. Even better... They update their discount airfares constantly so you can find new deals on Cheapo Air every single second. On your next trip, don't take your chances anywhere else. Visit the Beer is Fundamental website and save with cheap airfare on Cheapo Air today. If you are looking for quality grilling products, look no further than the Grill Rescue. Grill Rescue was invented by the very person you want around when it comes to a fire, a fireman. You can trust you have the absolute best materials on earth packed into their products. From their world's safest grill cleaning brush to their portable caveman grill and other accessories, Rescue Grill is built to never let you down. The Caveman Grill is a staple when Lady T and I tailgate in any of the sporting events that we attend. Also, a portion of their proceeds are donated to the organizations that support fallen firefighters. Gill Grill Rescue a try.